Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Spider Sense Tingling. Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your Spider Sense Tingling? It is, and it's telling me we must go back to the very beginning. To listen to the show, find us on foridradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And of course, we'd like to thank it. Take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, Jason, Zoe, and Bred. Thank, thank you. you. I did the exact same flub that I did like a couple weeks ago where I was like, <laughs> we'd like to thank a quick moment, but I could thank just say we'd like moment. to thank – I could also just say we'd like to thank our spectacular patrons. Like I don't even – whatever. It doesn't matter. Also, <laughs> the back to the beginning thing, it's funny because we're recording this on Digimon Day. Obviously, that's like <gasps> a couple weeks ago. And like back to the beginning is like a major recurring thing in the Digimon Damn. the movie like dub. So it's really fun. Was it anyway? Was it yeah. you who told? Was it you to whom I whispered, "We have to go back," and you informed me, "No, actually, that line is screamed in Lost." Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Oh yeah, that line. Jack screams that at the top of his lungs as Kate is driving away. For and some you're like, reason, we have to go back. <laughs> I whisper that all the time, and I don't know why. I've never even seen that, so I don't know where I got it from. <laughs> it's that's it's a very funny. It's because it's it truly is the exact opposite complete of the opposite. My reading of that. The complete, complete opposite. opposite in every way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know what we're not talking about: Lost or Digimon or Digimon. <laughs> Although, you know what? Some of these lizards in this episode could be Digimon. You can't, Easily. You, would, you could make it work. And for a while, um, anything was possible on Lost, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Spider-Man, of course. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about lizards. Lots of lizards. So many lizards yeah. in this episode. So let's get into it. We are talking about Spider-Man, the animated series, season four, episode 10, entitled Partners in Danger, chapter 10, The Lizard King. Mary Jane. Will you marry me? Mary Jane! Why did you do that? You're what? If only Peter's Uncle Ben had lived to see this day. Peter Parker, you, you're too young for the responsibility of marriage. Aunt Anna, I may have partial amnesia, but one thing has remained constant. My love for Peter. Our minds are made up. By this time next month, we'll be Mr. and Mrs. Peter Parker. Come on, Flash. Don't be such a slug. Let's go party. This isn't like you, Deb. We've partied every night for the last two weeks. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I need to study. Well, I don't. Yes, you do. Now, do you want to go to the library with me and study or not? Not. Did you see? He is the one. Yes. Now that we have found him, he must be ours. 
He is our father. I feel it in my blood. Bah! I do not believe that we owe anything to a human. I was nearly destroyed by him. The humans cannot be reasoned with, and they will not let us coexist with them. They must be destroyed. No! We cannot act like savages. Our father has spoken. Doc Connors. You're making a mistake. This isn't the way any living being should behave. Fool, I am no longer that weakling Connors. Father, the human insults you. There is but one fate for him. No, leave him alone. She is a traitor to our father's will. Take her too. What? What? No. No. May I dispose of them for you, father? Yes, do what you must. The synopsis per IMDb is Spider-Man has revealed his true identity to Mary Jane and has asked her to marry him. Ooh. She accepts, period. But now <laughs> a band of lizards begins begins kidnap Dr. Connors mm-hmm. and Beings take him kidnap. Beings, beings ki- kidnap. Okay, let me start that over. <laughs> but now a band of lizard beings kidnap Dr. Connors oh. and take him into the sewers claiming him to be their father. That is so funny that both of us were just I, I think we're, they we're so up. we're so trained to assume that there will be typos in these IMDb mm-hmm. synopses that if we see them, you- like we just and we read them wrong, like when we look at them at first. But you it's like so you read it as like your brain just corrected it, and I was like, "No, Derek, you've missed the typo." When in fact, neither of us from two completely separate <laughs> approaches were correct. Oh God. <laughs> A band of lizard beings kidnap Doctor. Wow. All right. Should we be recording an episode right now? Maybe Probably we shouldn't. <laughs> Maybe this is not the right headspace. You know, people who listen to us on a very regular basis know that we record these two in a row. So if you listened last week, uh, you know that we recorded for two hours about one of the wildest episodes. So that's the state of mind we are in right now. Uh, but this one won't be two hours. So let's go. Yeah. Original air date, July 16th, 1997. Story by John Semper. Teleplay by Gordon Kent. We have not seen Gordon Kent before. This is the only episode of this show that he wrote. However, he's one of those dudes that like has a really, really, really long career in animation, um, kind of popping in like often into just like one episode of a show or six episodes of a show or something. So like he's, he's worked on a ton of stuff. Um, he's been working as a writer and even more predominantly as an animation timer since 1978. Yeah. He mostly is. Uh huh. He's mostly an animation timer. Writing, um, writing wise, he was a story editor in Tasmania. That was like his most significant writer credit. But for hmm. the most part, it's like I said, he just kind of pops in and out. He's like written on like Scooby Doo and Garbage Pail Kids, like <laughs> random stuff from like the seventies. But he's also worked like either as a writer, I think as an animation timer specifically on shows like Family Guy and Bob's Burgers as well. So okay. like he is a, he runs the gamut of like kids comedy to action cartoons to adult comedy as well, whether that's as a writer or an animation timer. He is just like in the industry, just, he's just a working professional yeah. straight up. It doesn't seem like he has a specialty or anything like that. Um, he did, he, he did die in 2015. So, um, but he had a very long career cause he was working yeah. up until then, like from the 78 to like, the 2010s is, is a pretty wild path and he like yeah. never seemed to stop working. So yeah. Damn dude. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is, this is the one episode he wrote and it's, I mean, it's, you know what? It kind of makes two sense. Two weeks for being in a someone, row, dude. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks in a row first. Yeah. For a show that has like a pretty well-established staff at this point, two weeks in a row, kind of new writers. And in this case, it's, in, it, it's kind of like last week. This feels like a really throwbacky episode. And I feel like his, 
uh, career having stretched back so far and having written a lot of like cartoons in the 70s and 80s, this episode feels in, in like the skeleton of this episode feels like you could pull it right out of a show, like a sci-fi cartoon mm-hmm. from like the 80s. You know, like it's yeah. it's a very basic just like mutants in the sewer kind of episode. And they yeah. play with that a lot in, in really fun ways. Yeah, yeah. We do get to meet some of those mutants in the sewers, too, and we actually get their names. Uh, We meet Gila, Gecko, and Monitor, uh, who are a few lizard people, and they are voiced by Kathy Garver, Roger Kern, and Rodney Salisbury, respectively. Uh, Kathy Garver, this is very cool. We've talked about her before on the show. She's Angelica Jones, a.k.a. Firestar from Amazing Friends. So that's fucking awesome. Very cool. Uh, Roger Kern, uh, we've not talked about him before. He starred in the Delos adventure, which he also wrote and young pioneers. Um, he then went on to work as a performance coach and then in marketing. So he's one of those guys that like worked for a bit and then just kind of like went into being a more regular dude, uh, just working instead of acting and, and performing. Is he the one that sounds like Michael Dorn or is, is Rodney Salisbury doing like a Michael Dorn impression? I could, Roger I Kern is the smaller of the two like masculine okay. ones. Okay. Who, so it's I don't not, think so, says very much. So it's so Roddy Salisbury. Good for him then, because I never would have realized that Robbie and this voice were the same guy at all. No, I straight up thought it was Michael Dorn when I was watching it until I started listening more closely. And it's like, no, that's not him. But it's yeah. somebody feels like it feels like it feels like he is doing a Michael Dorn impression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God, that would have been amazing if that's who they got. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's also the direction Rodney Salisbury got. So, right. yeah. Um, and that's that's the third one. Monitor is voiced by Rodney Salisbury, who we know because, like you said, he's our Robbie Robertson in this series. So um, everybody else is a player on the board we've met before. We just have not seen many of these characters in a long time. So mm-hmm. uh, it was it was an interesting, fun surprise to to have oh, a yeah. lizard story here. Yeah, the season's very good at pulling those old threads, aren't they? I know, I know, all the way back to the very first episode. Well, here's where we start. Speaking uh-huh. of speaking of like, you know, calling back to things, the previously on segment is so long and it recaps the entirety <laughs> of the last episode. And here's the thing. None of it matters except Dude. for Peter, Peter taking his mask off. None of it matters. Absolutely none of it. Literally, the only plot point you need to know is Peter tells Mary Jane he's Spider-Man. The only other element you maybe we can be confused about without the recap is, like, why is Mary Jane dressed in, like, a purple spy outfit? <laughs> but that's literally yeah. the only other thing. I I my suspicion is that I think this episode ran short because between this previous on segment is so uncharacteristically long. Any season that has had no previously ons at right. all. Um, and then later there's like very extensive flashbacks that I feel oh, like even yeah. there's a lot of flashbacks They're in the season, time. <laughs> but they have been used very effectively throughout the season. Yeah. It really stood out how ineffectively they've been using flashbacks in this one. Yeah. So I think that this was a short script, which you know what, if you've got a new writer who doesn't recognize how fast this show moves, um, mm-hmm. he, pro- he just simply did not pack as much as we're used to in the teleplay. And I think they, and they, but they still made the show at the pace they normally do. And we're like, shit, we still got like four minutes to fill. <laughs> so <laughs> here's some flashbacks yeah. that are previously on. I know. It's almost like, um, it's almost like Virginia Roth, who wrote last week's episode, got like the advice from somebody to like pack as much as you can well, in. 
She didn't write the teleplay though, is the thing. She was on oh, the shit, story that's credit. Right. She it's was the, the reverse here. John oh. Semper is giving you story points. And yeah, and the and, person and this, who actually wrote the teleplay didn't fill right. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it that's is. Right. I think he had all the elements of it, but like normally. Well, that's interesting. Two yeah. new folks, but in different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I do hmm. think that the show, I don't think any show is paced like this one is. So if you're not used to writing for it, I think you are going to end up writing way less than it, than it calls yeah. for. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I was so disappointed that like th- last week we talked about how good of a cliffhanger that was. And like you said, most of this previously on just does not really matter. I no. guess most of what led up to that moment wasn't necessarily, you know, well, no, no, it did feed into that moment. It did definitely yeah. fed into that moment. So Yeah, it fed into it, but you still didn't need it in a recap is the thing. I think you yeah. just, your starting place is simply whatever happened, Peter is at a point where he has revealed himself to Mary Jane. And and yeah. now we finally see her reaction to learning that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's what's yeah. important. And that's what and that is important by. to this episode. So yeah, mm-hmm. it is still a continuation for sure. Yeah. And so, right. So she's like shocked. They swing over away from the Wonder Studios wreckage and onto a skyscraper ledge where Peter's like, I know that you haven't processed the fact that Peter Parker and Spider-Man are the same person yet. I'm going to throw another bomb at you, Mary Jane, person who disappeared for four months and has just came back and just had another traumatic event where your body was almost swapped with a cyborg lady and your entire film debut went up in smoke and you witnessed two people die. Um, Now I'm going to propose to you. (laughs) Will you marry me? Yeah, you want to get married? (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and the appropriate response to this buildup of trauma and stress and just re- wild events happening and Peter just throwing these b- bomb after bomb at her in rapid succession, I think the reasonable response is to leap off of the building. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I mean, I see this this all the time because this is what a, a GIF and a clip that people post constantly, <laughs> but it's just so much funnier even in context, in honestly. In context. It, but it truly is Mary Jane. Will you marry me? And then, without a word, she jumps off of the ledge. Like yeah. they're <laughs> not cutting funny. a piece out of the interaction. <laughs> it is as funny as it looks in context as it is out of context. Yeah. It, it, and I think they had to know when they were doing it that people would be like <laughs> shocked at worst, find it funny at best, or maybe the reverse yeah. of that. Like yeah, because so. it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, my God. Peter is understandably like, what the fuck? And, Mm -hmm. you know, saves her from dying. Um, And then he's just like, why did you do that? And she's like, I just needed to know that you would always be there for me. You know, girly things, throwing yourself off buildings to see if your superhero boyfriend will save you. She and Lois could talk. (laughs) She loves the drama, question mark. It's very funny. I mean, I just couldn't help but think of the, uh, the MTV show. When Spider-Man is a funny, silly little joke, pushes Mary Jane off the building. Oh, my God. Him. Worst version. <laughs> so at least it's not that. It is yeah. just very fun. I mean, and this, you know, this is like classic superhero stuff. I I, I think Lois Lane has done this a few times, too. Like, yeah. I'm not. They're playing with the tropes. But it is totally. it is funny and kind of disturbing every single time, too. Because also well, it's like, like, what if that was the one moment I've that Peter. Lois do it. There's build up to it happening. Or there's sure, like, sure. there's, it, it's, there's something specific about him being like, will you marry me? Whoop. Like that is, that feels yeah, so different. 
It is, yeah. And also, like, what if that was the one moment that Peter ran out of web fluid? What would happen? Oh my I guess Mary god! Jane's dead. I mean, she doesn't know. Yes, <laughs> she doesn't know. It's 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 very funny. Yeah, will you marry me? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh. Anyway, um, but but after all of that, she's still like, well, you can't. Well, I'm not. I'm not splatted on the pavements. Pavement. So I guess yes, I will marry you, Peter. And he puts a spider tracer on her finger like an engagement ring, which is like a cute little thing. But I love that it becomes a plot point later. So I didn't think it was cute. So I didn't like it until it became a, a, a plot point later. <laughs> My only issue with it is that I was like, that thing cornball. is so fucking. I mean, yes, it's very cornball. But you know what else is cornball? Most things related to weddings and marriage. So like, I think it fits. But I also. Guess. Also, how is it even thing- staying on? Oh, is it just stuck to her finger? I think I think that's the implication. You just <laughs> stuck it because how do they how do they stick to anything? Right? Like you figure they find they find some way to stick yeah. to stuff. Um, but I do. Will you marry me? Though, Here's a sticker. Because <laughs> I think she's like wearing it in a later scene, and it's just like what people is. notice that she's wearing a Spider-Man ring, and, like and eventually connect the dots from there. But... I checked for that very reason. When it becomes a plot point, I was like, are they showing her wearing this, or did she like put it in her pocket? Like, no, she's wearing it. <laughs> yep. Yep, like Mary Jane, where did Peter get that uh that strange ring that's shaped like a spider, considering he's a person that follows Spider Man around and takes his pictures and is yeah. sighted with Spider Man really like I don't know, yeah. family heirloom. Spider Man gave it to him to give to me. I- <laughs> you sure that your new fiance isn't like weirdly into spiders? <laughs> <laughs> is something you even, were aware of yeah. already or <laughs> Yeah. But it does feel like a very comic booky thing. It feels like a sure. very comic booky thing to me. And again, I think it's very justified in how they use it in this episode. So yes, yeah. yes. It, I'm glad that it comes back around. Otherwise, I would have been shitting on this hard. Meanwhile, at ESU, uh, and as several anthropomorphic lizards crawl out of the sewers nearby, you know, just, just lizard things. Yeah, just lizard <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a thing in this episode dr connors <laughs> rushes to his lab and blasts himself in the face with an Dude. anti-lizard ray just his arm regenerates it's so funny he does <laughs> <laughs> he grabs like a a, a gun shaped item out of like his drawer himself. and just turns yep. it towards himself and blasts himself with a ray so, but still it's, it's as luck. it's as alarming as mary jane just jumping off of a building yeah, two of the, those two like back to back in this episode. Weird vibes. Weird vibes to start yeah. out. With, actually, yeah, yes. weird vibes. <laughs> yeah. So the ray does prevent that transportation, and so he's not going to turn into the lizard. But watching from the window is several lizards who comment, "He is the one." Now that we have found him, he must be ours. Well, shit. The next day, Mary Jane and Peter share their engagement with May and Anna. May loves it, and Anna predictably hates it. Uh, They also share that they are set to be married in a month. Yeah, I don't disagree with Aunt Anna in this situation, honestly. I mean, she asks some of the questions like, how, where will you live? How will you live? Which at first it's sort of like, I mean, those are important questions to think about in the future, but like, they don't need to know that right now. You can get, you go, you can propose to someone and plan to get married without, and figure that out afterwards. But then the in a month part, it's sort of like, okay, no, you know what? Aunt, Aunt Anna, you're right. They are rushing. They're rushing into this right Absolutely. now. Actually, this feels insane. <laughs> Absolutely rushing it a month. First time in my life. First time in my She's life been I've back ever for like days. Agreed. Yeah. 
I fully agree with Aunt Anna Watson, which I never thought I would say, but she is right. They they need to pause and think about yeah. what's happening right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially because then, this is like sweet, but in the context of it being in a month is yeah. also like kind of wild because they then visit Dr. Connors to ask if he'll walk Mary Jane down the aisle. They say, give away the bride, which is bleh, barf language. Um, yeah. because neither one of them have a father figure present to do so. So like sweet. Yeah. Um, but also yeah. like they just told aunt May and aunt Anna that they're getting married in a month and then immediately rush to Dr. Connors to be like, yeah. Hey, and also will you walk me down the, like they're just like running around, yeah. like, like asking this, people to be involved, like the same night, because even Connors, <laughs> like comments, like couldn't this wait until the morning? And I'm like, yes, couldn't this have waited until the Everybody morning? Everybody is they remarking on how fast. Why are this they literally going. sprinting from a house to another? Like, what type of <laughs> night is it right now? I don't understand. I don't know. Also, I must, I must, you, you wrote it down too. I always have written down. One of the, my favorite lines in this whole episode, when, when, uh, Mary Jane is trying to push back. Oh on, my God. On Anna, yeah. Uh, you know, well, she's, Anna's just like, after everything that's happened, like, why would you be doing this? And Mary Jane says, Aunt Anna, I may have partial amnesia, but I love Peter, blah, blah, blah. Like, I may have partial amnesia is like the most ridiculous thing anyone has ever said. <laughs> Truly ever. ridiculous. I'm so upset at myself for breezing over that. Incredible. Incredible that they included that. Incredible that she said that. And why would, who would praise it? Who would frame, uh, phrase, <laughs> phrase it? I cannot think of that word. Who would phrase it like that? Who has ever yeah. said partial amnesia? You either have memory loss or you don't. Like, I, what is, <laughs> what is partial amnesia? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. I may have partial <laughs> Anna, amnesia. I may have partial amnesia, but so corny. <laughs> Love it. This the whole opening I was like this episode I think it like once it settles into what it's doing, I like a lot what it's doing. This opening is a real whirlwind, so like, this, this, I, <laughs> maybe you can convince me or bring me up this episode is like pretty hit or miss for me. Like I think this is like pretty low on my list, all things considered. It, but it, it has a, some really fun, good stuff in it. It is a significant step down for the past few weeks <laughs> by a wide margin for sure. I think the stuff that is very fun in this episode is very, is very, very fun. fun. And I yes, like it a lot. I and I think I think the only reason that this episode works at all is because it is in season four where they really are truly firing on all cylinders in so many ways. <laughs> and so That's I think that they're point. able to do some really cool shit. But yeah. I think if this episode happened in season two, Woof. I think it would have been an absolute clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. So, okay. So they have now told the aunts that they're getting married in a month. They have talked to Dr. Connors about walking Mary Jane down the aisle. And before he can really agree, although he seems pretty enthusiastic about the ask, the lights flicker and the lizard people arrive. And now, aware that Peter is Spider-Man, MJ creates a distraction to allow oh, him to suit up, which I think rules. This this distract. I, I I like it in theory. I love that th her diversion is just like she gently knocks over some beakers while Peter leaps across the room. Like that's and that's how it's presented to. I like did have to <laughs> hit the ten seconds back button because I did kind of miss it. So yeah. I I agree. It is not not necessarily a proportional <laughs> distraction to yeah. what Peter I is think, doing. 
if they would have looked at the sound of her knocking glass over and then their eyes would have immediately been drawn to the giant man leaping across clear across <laughs> the room behind her i yeah. think i don't think the diversion would have worked but points for the attempt i i, I love what you're doing mary jane keep it up hey any reptile <laughs> experts know if lizards can see very well in the dark I mean, this show, I feel like, presents that they do because they're constantly in the sewers in the dark, so... Oh, that's a great point, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that the implication is that they do, so... Maybe they're bumping I... into shit constantly, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> sure. But, but yeah, I, I mostly I just, like you said, in theory like this because Mary Jane, like, pretty quickly adjusts to, like, oh, I, my fiancé is Spider-Man, I can help. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, like that, that Mary Jane can-do attitude, I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I do like her, aside from the jumping off the ledge th- part of it, I do like her a lot in this episode generally. Right. I think that she, oh, she, yeah. she's a really great force in this episode. Me too. And she goes through a whole lot of like good stuff in this one. Yeah. So as he suits up, the lizard people debate whether Connors is their father. Spider-Man <laughs> attempts to intervene. But the lizard people get away with both Dr. Connors and Mary Jane. So, like, big loss here, buddy. Uh, Fortunately, this is what I was calling back. This is what I was referencing before. Peter did propose with that spider tracer. So Mary Jane is wearing an actual tracker on her right now. You know what? We were joking about it last week. Like, she disappears so often that he needs to, like, put a fucking tracker on her. And he, that's literally what he does in this episode. It's literally what I wasn't even next week. I wasn't even thinking about that when <laughs> we were neither. talking about it. But he does exactly that. She actually is yeah. wearing a tracker on her at all times right now in this episode. Yeah. 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 So he's able to, to track her and them into the sewer system. Yeah. And this is better than him just like sticking a tracker to Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. So. I mean, she's, a, she is aware that she's wearing it for once. <laughs> I think she right. always knows that this is a possibility that he'll rescue her. Right. So, okay. As the lizard people travel with Mary Jane and Dr. Connors through the sewers, they disagree on whether or not to kill Mary Jane, of course, because <laughs> if Mary Jane's there, what do we do with her? Do we kill her? Do we throw her out? Do we, what do we do? What do we do? Do we eat her? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also reveal that they consider Connors their father because it's in their blood. So many conversations about whether Connor is their daddy in this episode. That's, That's so right. funny. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like, like a weird through line. And what's funny is that his actual son doesn't appear in this episode. <laughs> yeah, he is a father. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they're having this debate, and they say it's because. It's in their blood. And we see a flashback to their creation. And this is this is not the flashback you were referring to. This is a new flashback. Um, this is their creation prompted by an experiment that Connors carelessly disposed of in an ordinary sink while he was frustrated over not solving the, the lizard problem. Um, and that they licked up later when they were just lizards crawling on their bellies in the sewers. So... Um, it's yeah. a very te- like you know you made a teenage mutant ninja turtle joke at the end of last episode. It's very that. You it's know? very Ninja Turtles. It's very like 60s, 70s sci-fi story too. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's Shit like, ends oh, no, up in so- the water supply. Yeah, and there's like a society of mutants in the New York sewers, and they're gonna kidnap you, and they fight as like gladiators <laughs> and stuff. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, you've seen this stuff before. They're not they're not For trying sure. to invent anything new. It's just fun in a Spider-Man context and using the lizard story that's already been pre-established. That's what I like yeah. about it. Um, I also think it's funny. They're like, they, I like the crawl on our bellies line. I think that's really like really. Uh, I like that. I like the like the. Um, I don't know I, I, the language of that. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I, I like that part of it. But they also are like, caught on our bellies in the dark, no path, no future. And then, mm-hmm. you know, by becoming closer to human, like suddenly they're like, suddenly we have a path and a future. And I'm like, 
I don't know. I've been a human my whole life and I don't feel like I have a path or a future. Really. I have no path and no future. D- discernibly. So like, <laughs> I think that you guys are like going a little bit overboard with your humanity. <laughs> maybe Y'all are about to be real maybe, disappointed now that you're here. Actually, maybe go back to being crawling on your bellies. That seems better from my experience, seems but pretty you easy. do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't seem like you're in very much danger down there. I don't know. Yeah, you seem to be seem to be doing fine. Also, yeah. they mutate into these like hot lizard bods at first, and but then they like immediately seem to put on like tattered clothes, it's like <laughs> which is like indicative of them embracing yeah. their humanity, I guess. But it's also sort of like all the shame of humanity, <laughs> right? It's also like you didn't need to do that. Just fucking, you know, you you look fine before the tattered clothes make you look worse. So <laughs> oh, I love tatters. Come on, tatters are fun. I just want to see their. I get where you're coming bodies, from, guess, but you know? I'll be the pro tatters one. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I want to say, like, I really thought, and, and this doesn't change drastically my feelings on, on this or anything, but I really thought knowing that they were going to go, they were referencing or they were going back all the way to the very first episode of the series to sort of like make this sequel, uh, you know, effectively, I mm-hmm. thought that what created these lizards was going to be the fact that the neogenic recombinator went off underwater in the sewer in their first battle. I was like, that would be so cool if it turns out that like the neogenic recombinator itself contaminated the water in their battle. Cause it would have been this sort of like, um, sort of like, uh, unfortunate circumstance as a result of one of Peter's earlier, fights you know where like yes he accomplished what he needed to but oops he also created this society of lizard people uh who are now you know potentially posing a threat to humanity like i really thought that's what they were going to do and i was like so excited because i was like damn that feels like so like that would have felt so indicative of how much the show has like evolved in its storytelling and it still has but it would have felt so clean and so like beautiful in its poetry that would have been really cool. I think one counterpoint to that, I do agree with you. I think that I would, I would have been really impressed if that was what happened. Mm-hmm. I think the counterpoint to it is I think they are trying to keep this squarely Dr. Connors related. And I think, yeah, that having he is Spider-Man and like his experiment is the reason. Right. And I think having Spider-Man, if, if he was that heavily involved in their creation, then like they would have a weird connection with him that I think would complicate what I think works better is a very simplistic lizard people kidnap the lizard and Spider-Man has to sort of – and Spider-Man gets wrapped up in that, uh, you know. I think there's a world where they're still looking for Dr. Connors as their, like, king because he is the first mm-hmm. lizard. He's, like, the progenitor lizard. Um, sure. And then they discover that they were created by Spider-Man instead and there's yeah. – well, no, because then they would they would probably have respect for Spider-Man. I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. maybe but they, yeah, they would have respect for Spider-Man or, you know, they could have played it. Like, they do play the accident portion of it and it could be, like, now there's actually, like, antipathy – is that the word I'm looking for? Antipathy? The words? Spider-Man? Uh, I don't That's, know. <laughs> I don't know. They would be mad at Spider-Man. I'll say the dumber version of it. They, they'd be mad at Spider-Man for like, or just like be angry. Like, oh my God, we were just an accident caused by you. You like gross spider person. Yeah. Um, you yes. Know, that, yes. That could work Antip- too. Antip- antipathy. Yes. Yes. Antipathy. That is the word. <laughs> Yes. Oh, God damn. I don't know why I even attempted. Brains are busted. Yeah, it's not. We are the lizard brains. Yeah. yeah. I want to crawl on my belly back in the dark with no 
path or future. That sounds rad, actually. Yeah. But yes, everything you said, I think, I think there's a different version of the episode. I think that like what this episode does this is perfect. Episode. Yeah. And then what this episode does is perfectly fine. Any issues I have with this episode really aren't, aren't with the overarching plot. I think I, I like how simple and throwbacky it kind of is. So yeah, but, but I do like your version of the episode. And that's too. why I said like, it doesn't dramatically change how I feel about it. I just thought that's where they were going and was like excited. Mm-hmm. That was like, they were truly going that far back for continuity, right. but this is still, I mean, this is still very clean and they show exactly yeah. what happens. Yeah. So as they all end up being led by these lizard people, Connors begins to transform into the lizard and Mary Jane escapes. Um, because he starts transforming and it creates a little bit of chaos. As she flees, she runs into Spider-Man and fills him in on the lizard people's background. Um, he then gives her instructions on how to escape the sewers, and she tries to convince him not to go. And specifically says, is this the way it's always going to be then? You risk your life against insane odds while I sit back and worry? Which I like. I like that that the ramifications of this relationship and all the questions they have to ask as a result are catching up with them as quickly as they are excitedly jumping into getting married, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like it a lot. I mean, it's, it's classic. Like, oh, superheroes. maybe we didn't think about this. <laughs> yeah. And it's classic superheroes partner kind of situation too. So I totally, it yeah, it's great. Um, and as Spider-Man leaves her to go find the lizard folks, he gives her instructions for how to get out of the sewer. Mary Jane comments to herself. If you just think I'm going to wait, Peter Parker, you don't know me at all. Also I, I love that. I love it. She's just like, yeah, like I'm not having it, man. I'm I'm a woman with agency in the 90s. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I've got self-defense training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking yeah. rad though, like for real. I, I dig it. This is like the, the the like the the very spunky Mary Jane that like, you know, we don't always we, this version of 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 her doesn't always show that, but this episode really really does. I like it a lot. Yeah. I like that it comes out, especially when she realizes Spider-Man is Peter, somebody that she is like very close to. Like, I think there, I think it's cool to indicate how that relationship would change, not necessarily relationship to Peter, although that's part of it, but her relationship to Spider-Man, like how she would Mm -hmm. react to Spider-Man is now different because it's her fiance. (laughs) Yeah. And suddenly he's not like this, you know, indestructible superhuman that's coming to rescue her. Right Now it's someone someone she knows and he might be capable but it's still like in the same way that you don't want anyone you love to be like sacrificing themselves the idea is always like but can't someone else do it why does that have to be you why do you have to have this like great power great responsibility you know um yeah and the only way that she can really deal with it is by like matching it and also being taking some responsibility and doing some cool shit to help him so yeah yeah and if they've been in a partnership as long as they have just not necessarily engaged but like as boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever it's one thing to have a superhero you don't really know who is this sort of like distant force of like heroism tell you like, hey, just wait here and let me take care of it. That's different than like your partner <laughs> who you have like a pretty equal relationship being like, actually, just sit back. It's like I think she would take <laughs> yeah. issue yeah. now that she knows no. who that is, you know? Right, right. Excuse me, yeah. Peter Parker? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I like that this episode it's great. addresses all of that very head on. Yeah. So down in the sewers, Spider-Man attempts to interrupt the lizard brawl that is happening between the lizard and the lizards, um, and he tries to save Dr. Connors. Hela cries out, and something roars back, and Spider-Man specifically says, don't like how that sounds. So Spider-Man and Connors attempt to escape the whole situation. Makes sense. So above ground, 
Mary Jane makes her way to the Connors' home and tells Martha. Or it's wait, mm, is it Martha? Ah, or Margaret? damn it! It's Margaret. I thought I corrected Margaret. all of them. I hate that the show does this. I know. I mean, no, I had her listed as Margaret when I was taking notes too. I mean, I had her listed as Martha when I was taking notes too, and I had to change it to Margaret because. Yep. <laughs> thought I got them all. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have called it out. I would have ran with it, but I genuinely second guessed myself when I saw it and can remember which was which either. So, because I know we probably company. talked about this in the very first episode too, but like, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess they just felt like there are too many Marthas in the superhero universe, I, mean, I guess. I don't know. They're right. <laughs> there are, there are a weird amount of Marthas. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yes. So Mary Jane is with Margaret now, Margaret Connors, and is being like, uh, something happened to Kurt. And she, like, I love that, like, she doesn't know what Margaret knows. And Margaret's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, he's a lizard again, isn't he? And Mary Jane's <laughs> like, you know about this? Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, I love it. again, I think immediately, you know, what, what they end up doing is creating these parallels between <laughs> Mary Jane and Margaret of, like, both being these women who are in a, in a relationship um, in, and especially, I, I think they're going with, this is a very, like, kind of a little bit archaic, but I think the idea of, like, being married is different than being boyfriend and girlfriend, right? So the idea mm-hmm. that, like, Margaret is married to a superhuman who gets tangled in this wild superhero stuff. Mary Jane is planning to get married to a superhuman who is tangled up in the superhero stuff. So they draw those parallels between them. Um, and Mary Jane is since essentially seeing like an elder to her, right? Someone, yeah. someone who has like lived this life and is sort of able to like kind of essentially learn from her without Margaret even realizing that's the situation. Right. Because Margaret doesn't know Mary Jane is going to marry Spider-Man. So, I think right off the bat seeing like, oh, you're like me where you are in on this on the big superhero secret uh, that your husband has. Women and and the way mentoring women. (laughs) Right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Mentor. That's the word I was looking for. Um, But the way that like, yeah. And and the way that I think that they sort of interact with the lives of their husbands is really fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. and so Margaret plays this tape that Kurt had already left her uh, if the transformation happens again. And in that tape, Connors essentially says, Margaret, you must take extreme measures, my darling. In the safe, you will find a kind of genetic neutron bomb. Jesus Bruh. Christ. Harmless to all life except mm. that which is mutated by neogenics. You must use this on me. I have so many questions. I don't know if you can say genetic neutron bomb and harmless to all life in the same sentence, but sure. That was certainly a choice. <laughs> Extremely a choice. It's like, I don't know if that, that makes it a neutron bomb then, but mm-hmm. I guess he's speaking metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Wild. Wild. And and understandably, Mary Jane is like, wait, hold on. Are you about to kill your husband? <laughs> I heard the word bomb. I heard the word neutron bomb specifically. Uh-huh. That can only mean you're going to kill your husband. And I love that. Like, that's what Connor seems to want. And Margaret's just like, nope, I am not doing that. I am going to destroy the, the the lizard. Like, she already has a, has a secondary plan of like, Connor's wants you to do this. He's a fucking idiot when it comes to this shit. I know I that he can use the technology <laughs> to, to stop. Oh, that to, to, idiot. That yeah. melodramatic idiot. <laughs> like, she doesn't even think for a second. It's just sort of like, right. no, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Why would Amazing. I do that? I'm sure there's a way to cure him of being the lizard. <laughs> like, obviously, we've done it before. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why is, he, why is he being like this again? <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. 
right, right. It's so funny. And Margaret allowed us sort of like, we need someone with neogenic knowledge who can help us like fix this neutron bomb to make it something that'll just neutralize the lizard specifically. And her first thought is Peter Parker, understandably. He's a, yeah. he's a student of, of Dr. Connors. Um, and Mary Jane's like, um, so you can't. Peter's out of town on assignment. Here's my thing. Here's my problem with this. And I know Mary Jane is just throwing out an excuse because she's new with the this situation. But like, it's a terrible thing excuse because Peter and Mary Jane were just with Dr. Connors, giving them him the big news about their marriage and asking him to be part of their wedding. Dr. Connors is after all of this going to come home to his wife and be like, yeah, you know what? Right before the lizards attack, Peter and Mary Jane came to me and asked if I could, you know, uh, give her away at the wedding. And Margaret's going to be like, wait, but Mary Jane, Jane said Peter is out of town right now so why would she lie yeah. and then they're going to connect a lot of dots and you know what maybe they will off screen and we'll just never see it but like it does, it's a bad lie mj i'm sorry it's, it's a, <laughs> no it's a very bad lie and the only reason it bothers me is just because i don't feel like it's going to have any implications no, but it I could you, and that would be fun you know what i mean it would be like fun. so yeah. I, I i get why she's giving a bad excuse and i think it's fun that she does it's just a bummer that it's not going to matter yeah yeah but but either way, MJ does suggest someone who I think inherently would have been better a better choice than Peter Parker anyway, which is Deborah Whitman. Yeah, which I see very excited for for I love Deborah in this episode. Everything we do with her is so oh, fun. <laughs> I love Deborah in this episode. I also just really love that. I mean this this episode is like full of women doing cool stuff, mm-hmm. and I just think it's really cool that the way that Deborah ends up even in this episode is MJ being like, you know who else is actually really smart and qualified to tackle this problem? Deborah, let's call her. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> there might like almost be like a halfway Bechdel test passing just because it's two women talking about Deborah. It's only for like one line, well, so like it doesn't really count, but it's significant. The- by the barest, barest measurement, this episode, I thought about this too. And again, the Bechtel, we all know Bechtel test, flawed, all that sort of stuff, launching off. Yeah, well, point. it's also but, like a joke too, but it's, but right, it is funny at a right. show like this that very it's rarely passes the, <laughs> the bare minimum of the Bechtel test, right. you know? So, like, so by yeah. the bare minimum, by just the standards of the joke, this episode passes, but the entire episode is about these women and their relationship to their husbands and saving their husbands. So, like, it is. Mm, does it really look you know yeah it's it's one of those it's like one of those like very the bars in hell situations right because it's like i think it is this episode is really cool in the way that it showcases like three technically four separate female characters who have their own who like all contribute something individually to the story that is very important like every they're all very important. Not one of them is like the kidnapped lady or whatever. Like every, right. they are all well, instrumental and- in contributing to saving the day. And that is really important, even if, but, but you know, it all, it all still has to be tied to the relationship with her husband and everything. So like it sucks, but this is still a step forward from what we've ever seen on the show. But that's exactly why the Bechtel test should be treated. Nothing more as like, a thought provoking joke that you can spark conversations with, because I think it would be hard to qualify the contributions of the women in this episode as anything less than significant and, and representative of like strong, intelligent women, because it just so happens all of them are either in a relationship with a man who was part of the story. Like, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's if, if anybody was curious as to why people uh, criticize the Bechtel test as like an actual good qualitative measurement, that's why. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Either way, it is just interesting to see all of this play out in this Dude. episode in the way in which it does. So It's not insignificant that a, a huge portion of this episode, uh, or at least a, a significant contributing portion of this episode, is these three women uh, figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's cool. Okay, so we know that Deborah Whitman will be on the scene here uh, soon enough. We cut to the sewers, though, where Spider-Man and Dr. Connors are found by the three lizard people. So they didn't really get that far in their attempt to escape. Um, But they're found by the three (laughs) lizard people we already know, plus a whole bunch of other less main character looking and probably racist character caricatures uh, of lizard people. Uh, So these are like all sort of cookie cutter identical lizard people that I think uh, are probably probably kind of racist um they ultimately dogpile connors uh who finishes his transformation into the lizard seemingly to fight back uh i guess we don't know for sure but that's probably what sparked the transformation um but before he can strike or really act Hela shouts no this is not the way because she doesn't like the fighting and the lizard stops whatever he was doing to speak and he says yes it's all clear to me now i am your father um (laughs) Basically, I was rejected by the humans. They tried to destroy me, yada, yada, yada. And this is where we get the egregious flashback to Night of the Lizard climactic battle, which wouldn't have been a bad thing to call back to just because it was a long time ago. Uh, But it is very long. It's the whole thing. And it's unnecessary. The one thing that I will say that I like about it, it's no matter what, it was too long. But the one thing that I do like about it is... That it's like it's like the lizard's perspective on it, like yes. the idea that it's it's not it, it is very much like I was rejected by the humans because of my great lizard ideas. Like it, it's still like the differentiation of this being being involved in that situation still sees himself as being in the right and simply wanting to turn everyone into lizards. And why is everyone being so mean to me about that? And so I want my revenge now. Like I, which right. I, I think is a fun perspective to get. But yeah. yeah, we didn't need like two straight minutes of just the night of the lizard. So did you, <laughs> did you, at, at the point at which he is saying all this, did you buy it straight up? Like, oh, he is transformed and is now accepting his position as king of the lizard. Oh uh, yeah. I, I bought it. I didn't think that there was any, any trickery going on. Did you think he was like tricking? I was them? wondering. I, I questioned. Cool. That would have been cool. Would've I thought cool. about it. Mm-hmm. Would have been a cool <laughs> twist. But it wasn't that. He's just he's just down to be lizard daddy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who you know what? I don't blame him. Good. Yeah. You should be lizard daddy. He is lizard daddy. <laughs> so okay here. <laughs> um he is now lizard daddy, and he calls for the destruction of all non human biologics, and he li- disagrees and says we should not destroy humans. Maybe let's not destroy anyone. Let's peacefully coexist we could do that and everyone's like shut up Hila." basically um she's the only one she doesn't really seem to have any friends or supporters which is a bummer spider-man yeah i guess is maybe the only one who does support this because he does try to appeal to dr connor's but lizard denies that any of connor's is left um this is where i was like oh okay this is not a trick uh monitor then asks to dispose of Hila and spider-man and the lizard is like yeah get rid of him i think he says like do what you will or do whatever yeah well Love this stuff. Elsewhere, Flash and Deborah get into an argument about how much Deborah has been partying to distract her from the loss of Michael Morbius. And to make it clear that Deborah has been partying a lot, they have given her a completely new character design. They have fully oh, redesigned Deborah. My God. It's like, and I think the thing is like, 
it wouldn't like the the I think the biggest reason it is a huge deal is because they very rarely redesign characters on this show, you know? Like right. they might they might put a character in a new outfit. It'd be like if they're going to a formal event, Mary Jane's gonna wear a black dress instead of her cowboy boots and yellow sweater, right? Mm-hmm. Um but Deborah is like a full redesign. Her hair isn't just like styled differently. It is like like a completely different I mean it is t- t- styled differently but it's not like they put her in a different ponytail or like her string her hair, hair is, is out of her ponytail right. it is a complete like it is completely different for her hair like cuz they have intentionally made it like a very heavily styled party girl kind of hairstyle she is in a a a, a dress that really shows off her figure she is in heels she carries herself differently like she got it, layers. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. There's volume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a fucking great design. And here's the thing I actually I love, love about it too. She's in it the entire episode. She is she is in it when she's in the lab with her lab coat. She's in the sewers in this party girl outfit, like tackling fucking lizard people in her party yeah. girl outfit and heels. It's so fucking cool. They don't just do it for one scene. They're just sort of like, no, she was out. She was dressed for the night. She is not taking the time to go home and, and change. She is going to be in this fucking sexy ass outfit doing yeah. all this badass stuff the entire episode. It's so cool. <laughs> you know what I love about it? And I, I know the reason why is not the reason that I love it. But I especially love the fact that she's still wearing her glasses. Yeah. I know that they're doing that because they're like, you literally will not know this is Deborah if she's not wearing her glasses. But I feel right. like the temptation is always there for, for them to be like, oh, but if she's sexy, she has to take her glasses off, which is That's bullshit. So yeah. Uh, most of the sexy time, glasses people wear make glasses people... and sometimes, yes, sometimes glasses make people sexier. Sexy. <laughs> yep. I think so. So yeah. I just think it's neat. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, I, I fucking love that shit. It's so she good. She wants to be able to see while she parties. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And it's just like shows kind of a commitment to their supporting characters, too. The fact that, again, the show yeah. doesn't redesign characters that often. So the fact that they gave her a new character design. Um, rules. You know, for, yeah, it's rules. It rules. But yeah, so she mean, and this this is really what's happening. She is full party girl mode as a distraction even flash is like i can't believe i'm saying this but i need to study we need to study and deborah's like no i'm gonna go partying and flash is like you know what i cannot i cannot deal with this and he leaves (laughs) and and leaves her crying at the fountain on campus (laughs) but like she is being a jerk to him him, but she she is is being being a jerk to him she is being an asshole like he he had every right to leave until she chilled out Yeah. (laughs) yeah But while she's there crying, <laughs> Mary Jane and Margaret show up. It's like bad timing. It's funny. She has just started crying. And then like, uh, Deborah, and she's like, and she's still in the midst of her tears. Like, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like from yeah. one crisis to another now. But you know what? It brings her. Or exactly her. what she needed. I, yeah, I think so too, because it brings her fully out of her like her mode and her party girl mode and into like focus because they cut into Kurt's lab, which again, still in her full sexy party girl outfit, yes. but in a lab coat, which is honestly, I was wondering even sexier. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, is she just, are they just going to cut to the lab? And she's just like back to like mullet ponytail Deborah. Cause I'm going to be pissed, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope, no, I love she is this. still in it. Um, but, but yeah, so she, you know, she's been filled in. She's theorizing that she can tweak the genetic neutron bomb to neutralize DNA, uh, new gen- neogenic DNA specifically instead of destroy it. Um, damn women yeah. really are the solution we need. <laughs> what if instead of destroying all of our problems, we just like figure it out? Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> so underground, uh, Hila and Spider-Man, who are both chained up, discuss the lizard people's origins and their potential fate, which is the games. Um, and Spider-Man k- kind of, uh, not in the most eloquent and elegant mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and nice way possible is sort of like, by the way, you guys were like an accident and feel is like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like completely cruelly shatters her world. Yeah. And in his defense, he is like, I'm sorry, I should not have just like said it like that. He but did also like that. Yeah. Yeah, he did acknowledge it, but also, like, why did you say it at all? Like, how, you know, you were just like completely destroying someone's entire reality by telling them that they were never meant to be. Like, that's a terrible thing to say to anyone. (laughs) Especially because it wasn't his accident. Like, if Dr. Connors was like, this is on my conscience, you don't know this. Yeah. That's different than Spider-Man just being like, oh, yeah, this guy did this to you, but, like, not on purpose. <laughs> and also, like, <laughs> she's on his he's, she's on his side, so it's not like totally. he doesn't need to, he didn't, he, it's not like he's pleading with her or anything. It's just sort of right. like, you don't need, they, they, this, they, this information doesn't need to exist right now. Like, it, it is yeah. not helpful to the situation, really. I mean, like, technically... It's it does because it drives what she does at the end of the episode. So it needed yeah. to know. But from a character perspective, like man, Spider Man, really, uh... <laughs> foot and mouth, buddy. Seriously, <laughs> whole foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we learn what the games is very quickly, or games are, I guess, very quickly. Uh, <laughs> the two were escorted to a subterranean coliseum. Full of lizard people. I don't know. I have many questions sure. about how long they have been around, how they built this, how long it took to build this. But you know you what? Know what? <laughs> We're One, it doesn't matter. But two, it's honestly probably just like an abandoned subway station or something. That's true. Yeah. Like that shit that genuinely exists all over the place, I think, in New York, which is That's wild true. to me that there's just like abandoned like mm. stations and tunnels and stuff. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I believe it. So. Either I don't way, think it stands yeah. in there, but sure. <laughs> True. It's a whole gladiator situation. Uh, Lizard makes a speech about overcoming humans and then orders the release of Lizard Centurions to destroy Spidey and Gila. I know. It's like they go full in on the Coliseum thing with the, like, the Centurions. Like, all right. right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, elsewhere in the sewer system, Deborah, Margaret, and MJ track footsteps, uh footsteps this week and footsteps last week. Uh track mm-hmm. footsteps to find Spider-Man and Kurt. And along the way, MJ expresses admiration for Margaret's courage and just sort of like willingness to just get into it and go find him and like not ask questions. Um and Margaret in turn kind of gives MJ a gentle pep talk. It's not like she's coaching her or anything she even says at one point like if you want to leave like that's okay like there's no shame in that um but just the fact that margaret is is sort of unwavering in her commitment to helping kurt um kind of sorts some things out for mj yeah and the other thing i thought of too um you know this is tying the women to men still but like the you know mentioned before like mj and, and margaret both have these connections to like superhuman men in their lives and deborah even though she wasn't like married or in a committed relationship with michael morbius mm-hmm. she still had like some sort of love affair and connection to a monstrous superhuman man so all three of these women kind of share this common common 
uh, or not I mean, very weird, uncommon experience <laughs> between all of them. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, probably even though they don't, they don't really talk about it or necessarily know the details. Like, I think they sort of subconsciously probably share a strong bond because of that, which is a really, really cool idea. Yeah. This Mar, this, this version of Margaret, which feels pretty different than I think the version of Margaret we got in the very first episode of the show. Like, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if this Margaret was sort of like, something's going on with MJ that she's not telling me, and that's cool, but it's clear that she needs whatever experience I have here with Kurt. And I think she would right. be chill not pushing or asking too many questions. And I like that. I think that's neat. Yeah, I agree. So the men are fighting. Um, Spider-Man's <laughs> fighting off centurions at the Coliseum. Uh, he tricks them into using their weapons to free him from his chains. After he defeats them all, Spider-Man's faced with his next foe, the lizard himself. So Lizard jumps into the arena, but as he does that, Deborah, Margaret, and MJ hear commotion. So that's able to lead them right into the battle. And I just have cool to point out shit happens. Yeah, what? I just have to point out that the way you read that is exactly how I felt about it watching. Where it was like, oh, okay. okay, the dudes are fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Can we cut back to the women? Where are they? What are they up to? Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. I've seen I've seen Spider Man fighting lizard centurions in a co- under under subterranean coliseum before. Don't give a shit about that. I want the ladies. I want Where the women. Where are they? <laughs> Where are the women? <laughs> and and when we cut back to them, like you said, the cool shit happens because Deborah instructs there. Margaret on how to activate the genetic neutron bomb, and then full on fucking charges and tackles a lizard person that's guarding their entrance into the arena so much so that like she is left behind because she tackles him so hard that he falls on top of her like it's she takes him out it's incredible and i would love to believe that she knows how to do this because she dates flash thompson and he has taught her how to tackle (laughs) i love that i didn't think about that that's such a good oh my god i love that so much that is so good doug oh my god i was like why would deborah be so good at like Tackling. tackling oh that's right that she dates so a football sense. player <laughs> yeah because you know my my first thought was sort of like it doesn't really like she shouldn't be the one to tackle them it should be market or mary jane because the one who knows how to operate mm-hmm. it should be carrying it all the way down but like but 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 i was all but i was like i'm willing to forgive that because it's so fucking cool seeing deborah tackle a lizard man but then Turns you out. make it even make way more sense like i think it makes the most sense she is the one who knows best how to fucking tackle something and it works because mary jane and margaret are able to get way farther i think than they would yeah. have otherwise oh for sure there was only one guard at the door you know yeah there's three of them and- so not Hell only yeah, is it bad, and not not only is it badass, but then we like see like later like we see the lizard man like fucking ja- dragging Deborah down the tunnel, and she's mm-hmm. still like fucking like you know awake and alert and well, ready, raring to fight when it's all over. Like Look, it's fu- it's so fucking badass. She can handle Flash, okay? <laughs> she can true. handle a lizard man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, but basically there's a sort of game of like hot potato, like pat or passing yeah. the ball, like passing the football to each other. But I like mm-hmm. it because essentially like these four, you know, these these four uh, women characters essentially all get to play some kind of role yeah, in this true. final pat. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like one of them is doing more than two of them. Deborah and Hila ultimately do more than anyone else does, but it gives everyone a chance to have some sort of participation in the final battle, which I like after everyone yeah. has, everyone's contributed something going up, up leading up to this point, And then 
it, it connects all of them together in this final moment, which I like a lot. Yeah. Because essentially, yeah. like... It's good you know, to think of the the four of them together in a chain, because I definitely focused on the fact that, like... I know, I know that nets were thrown at them, but I definitely focused on the fact that Margaret gets tripped and then drops the bomb, and then Mary Jane gets tripped and then drops the bomb. But you're right, the the, the chain between the four women is really yeah. cool and like progressing yeah. that thing along. Yeah, they're all working together like it's a true teamwork teamwork thing, you know. Um, so you know, because like Deborah gave them the bomb when she tackled the dude, she gave it to Margaret, who then when she got trapped by the net, threw it to MJ, who was able to run close enough to heal us that when MJ gets netted and falls, um, Gila is able to pick up the bomb. And she, after having this realization that they were all an accident, gives the speech where she says an accident gave us mm-hmm. the chance to live as the humans live, to love, to laugh. But instead live, laugh, we love. have, <laughs> live, laugh, love. but instead we have chosen stupidity, brutality. We could have been better than them, but instead we have chosen to act as animals. So we have chosen, so we shall be. And then she activates the bomb and every lizard person just transforms into little itty bitty lizards and crawls out of their cute little tattered clothes. It's really cute. Yeah. So, okay. I I appreciate (laughs) the story they're telling. And I feel like this is definitely like a familiar... Mm-hmm. sort of like uh like question and I, and I like the sort of like man versus animal and like old school you know, sci-fi planet it's totally. like planet of the apes type stuff yeah like, yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. i i love it i love the, it from that perspective i love th- i this actually i've i've maybe some similar explorations although i don't think i'm going to land in the same place as we talked about last last week where it was like appreciate the story now let me talk about the character's choices i feel like i don't like that Gila made this decision for the entirety of her now like sentient lizard people species. Oh, I don't <laughs> sort know. of like girl. <laughs> oh no, that's I don't I. This is what makes it feel the most like Planet of the Apes for me though, because there's a lot of like planet blowing up type of shit in that in the, that franchise sure. too. I think it is very much just sort of like. I mean, I, I guess if you want to be really realistic about it, yeah, I guess you know, is it morally wrong to make a decision for all of humanity yeah sure obviously is she truly the only one who was chill was everybody else horrible (laughs) but all evidence she was though is the thing and sort of like and i mean i do get like the the human allegory of like people just being like you know what maybe humanity is just too fucking far gone and like you should just let it burn right and i and i know and i'm not saying that that's like Right or wrong, I don't think that it's, like, the right way to go about things, but I understand where that mentality comes from, and that's just sort of what it's emulating, you know? It's just sort of, like, I'm tired of the monstrosity, and it is partially a selfish decision, for sure, of just being, like, me personally, I can't stand this anymore, I would rather all of us... They don't die, but I would rather all of us be referred to our animal forms and not be sentient anymore than have us just, like, commit these atrocities anymore. I understand where that comes from. I don't think it's a thing where you're supposed to, like, learn a lesson that she did the right thing or anything allegorically. Like, I don't think kids are supposed to be watching this and, like, taking a message from that part of it. I think that's just sort of, like... Wow, how 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 far the society quickly went, um, and now you know yeah. this is sort of like you know this this is this is the end that they caused for themselves by by making the wrong choices kind of mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, yeah, and it, like it works. I appreciate the story from like like from that sci-fi sort of like exploring the sort of uh, the 
animalistic nature of humans and societies and mm-hmm. the atrocities they can cause and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know, Gila. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's fair to feel uncomfortable about it. I don't. I like it. I think it's just uh, you know classic sci-fi shit that I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and I think it's fun. That's why I say I'm like in a conflicted spot because like last week I liked the horror of it all, but I'm just sort of like Mysterio, mm-hmm. my guy. Come on. And in this case, I'm sort yeah. of like it's fun. It's like a cool sci-fi thing, but I'm also like. Gila, my girl, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the nicer option would have been... to be asked here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, like, it would have been nice. Like, Gila, you could have continued to live a life. But I think also, like, she's just so devastated by the realization that she was, like, never meant to be anyway. And it's sort of like a very life-has-no-meaning thing. Like, there's something nihilistic about it, too. And, yeah, that's not, and that's not great. You know, that's not good. But I think from a character perspective, I think she really was qu- – had quickly been driven to such a dark place that it's just sort of like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Hit the yeah. reset button. I hate yeah, this. Yeah, for know? sure. Like, that's exactly I, I totally it get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, My question, uh-huh. nitpick, are the lizards revert back? The lizard himself reverts back to Dr. Connors. Wasn't Spider-Man created by Neogenics? Shouldn't Spider-Man have lost his spider powers and just be reverted, reverted back to like a regular Peter Parker? <laughs> From this um, genetic neutron bomb. I mean, <laughs> like, I wouldn't say I didn't saying. think about it. <laughs> just saying. No one comments I on that aspect I, at all. I did think about that uh, when Connors initially introduced the concept of the neutron, the genetic neutron bomb in that uh-huh. tape. I was like, uh-huh. what does this mean for Spider Man? Yep. What does this mean for questions. like all the other neogenic villains out there? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I assume that it's it's got a small blast radius. That's why it doesn't affect every villain in the city or whatever. Right. Um, but Spider Man was absolutely in that blast radius. So, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess there is. I mean, they don't they don't specifically say this, um, but you could buy that Deborah, um, if she is smart enough to basically reprogram or tweak this bomb that that uh, Connors made, sort of generally it's possible that she honed in on the fact that specifically what we're dealing with is lizards. Um, so I don't know if she's able to program it specifically to only affect uh, neogenic mutants with like lizard mm-hmm. mutants, as opposed to whatever Spider-Man is. I don't know that she would know to do that. Does she know that Spider-Man is neogenically mutated? <sighs> who, who could, who can say unless she's I think just Dr. smart Connors- enough to recognize like this could have horrible effects on people i don't realize so i should be really maybe. specific <laughs> it's possible yeah i mean like dr connor's definitely knows that spider-man's created by neogenics so maybe that was shared with deborah as like one of his right. students that worked with him in common or something i don't know like you can there's plenty of ways you could rationalize it it's but just we're like certainly for, supposed to not think about it you're supposed to, you're not supposed to think about it it's just like you know it's it, it's hard not to though like i think yeah, no i, I think I that is something that it. i think it's not it's not unobvious like we're not we aren't we're not overthinking it i think it is something that they i think they should have had some sort of even throwaway line of deborah being like i made it so it won't affect spider-man like it would have been like bullshit but like it's all I don't think, neogenics it doesn't matter it would have been fine i don't even think it know? had to be that specific i think she could have just she could have specifically talked about you know lizard mutants or lizard mutations or yeah. lizard like as long as she talked about it being focused on lizards then we wouldn't even have to ask the question of like does she know you know yeah would have been good enough for me for sure yeah yeah well with the danger at bay spider-man <laughs> spider-man says a really cool thing about being helped in quotes 
and saved by, and I quote, three normal women. I have a few, many, <laughs> many, many issues with this. Women. <laughs> three extraordinary women. Three extraordinary women. But a fucking lizard lady is the one who actually set off the bomb, too. So it's really four extraordinary women or three human women and one lizard lady. Like, right. For, I like I don't like the Hilo Erasure here at all, personally. Um, well, she's not also, a woman anymore, <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't even see her. <laughs> sure, but also, yeah, being helped by three normal women, like Spider Man, you did fuck all. I'm sorry, you didn't do anything. You you showed up at the, the you showed up in the sewers and immediately got captured. <laughs> like, what right. are you talking about, man? <laughs> and then you fought a bunch while they figured it out. Yeah, like fuck, me. fuck you, man. Like I, 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 they're trying, and like it's, it's. I think it is done in good faith from the writer's yes, standpoint. They're trying to have Spider-Man comment on the cool feminism that just happened. Listen, kids, girls can do it too. I appreciate that. Like right. good lesson in theory, but it is like it's just framed in the most like. <laughs> like dude way possible like right. i can't believe i got saved by the girls ew <laughs> as opposed to just like thanking them and acknowledging how rad they yeah. were right right <laughs> or right. or like you know what the easiest thing to do would be was like wow i couldn't have done that without you that's not a weird yeah. thing to say yeah at all right. <laughs> yeah Yep. I mean, <laughs> MJ takes it pretty well in stride. I mean, she sort of pokes fun at him to be like, oh, really? Is that a problem? And he's like, no, 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 no. I just, I thought I'd be the only superhero in the family, although my costume would look better on you. Cool. So <laughs> he's not in trouble or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, back above ground, MJ uh, helps Kurt and Margaret into a cab home. Deborah remarks that she guesses she's not as finished with science as she thought. Girl, you can do both. Yeah, you can party party and and do science. Yeah, you can. I mean, you know what, though? She didn't say that she wouldn't keep partying. She just said Mm, she's also going to keep doing science. So I can see her. Yeah. Um, But Spidey and MJ whip out to make out on top of a building. The episode, of course, ends with Peter asking Mary Jane if she's sure she wants to be married to Spider-Man. Like, you saw what all happened, um, which I will say, I know we're like right at the end of the episode, but, like, I do think that there's something kind of fun that, of course, this is going to cause, cause Spider-Man to, like, you know, spin out and be like, see, we just got proposed and you immediately got, like, we got ki- you got kidnapped by lizards and shit and got involved in all this stuff. But I think there is something to the fact that, like... This was not because of Spider-Man. Like, even if Peter Parker wasn't Spider-Man and showed up to Dr. Connors' lab, like, the same – everything would have happened exactly the same way. This was all about Dr. Connors. So it's sort of like Peter – MJ being – knowing Peter is Spider-Man and being together with him only helped things go more smoothly in this scenario. Like, It, no, them being together did hurt, hurt absolutely nothing. It was caused, none of this was caused by Spider-Man. So I do think this is like points in the direction of like, no, Mary Jane being your partner can actually be beneficial to your Spider-Maning actually, man. Um, yeah. I mean, like, there, yeah. there's an alternate reality where like he just sees how in danger she is by continuing to be close to him or closer to him and reacts in a sort of older version of Peter who's like, oh my God, oh my God, what are we doing? We can't do this. I knew, I knew you'd be in danger. Um, but I, I like that they don't just revert back to that. And it is what you're talking about, which is like, okay, like, I'm just going to ask you if you want to be a part of this because, like, you helped. You were awesome. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say those yeah. things, but. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you're like, look, we're, we're, we're grasping for straws with Peter here. <laughs> 
Um, it was still 1997, but, but yeah, so, you know, he's like, are you sure you want to be married to Spider-Man? And she replies that if anyone can handle it, Mary Jane Watson can. Yeah. I love that. She learned from the other women in her life that, that, that of like how she can pull it off and be confident that she can fucking do it and help save the day. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff rules. Yeah. Um, you know what else rules? This, I, I do because we both had the exact same thought on this. Yeah, here's 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 what happened, listeners, in real life. Right, right before we were recording, we were finishing. We were both finishing the notes over. You know, we work out a Google Drive, so like you know, we can see each other as we're editing in the document. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was watching the episode, and I screen capped. Here's my personal experience, my side of it. I was like, I'm choosing this face of party girl Deborah saying, "I do not." To Flash, <laughs> and I and it's such a good face, and it's showing off her party girl look. Screen cap it. I got it saved on my desktop. I go into the drive, and I see what do I see? But Doug's cursor typing. I know she's going through it, but kind of obsessed with party girl Deborah and pasting in <laughs> the exact same image that I had just pulled. We had the exact same thought at the exact, the same, exact time. same time. <laughs> that is how in sync we are. That is also the power of Party Girl Deborah. We cannot yeah. discredit her power. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's impossible for this not to be the face of the episode. Like she just yeah. I mean her whole vibe this episode is incredible, but also you I mean from a very sincere standpoint like you said it's so cool that they give her a full redesign um, and that she gets to go through this whole uh, sort of journey through this episode. Um, And it just looks rad and she's making a cool face and she's getting in Flash's face. (laughs) Like it's just everything about it rules. So good. (laughs) So good. And it's just even better that we both knew immediately that's what it needed to be. Yeah, we were we were absolutely on the same page with that. Perfectly Uh, in sync. No surprise. Amazing. Yeah, this episode it is kind of a mixed bag. It's not bad. It's it is not it's not a bad episode by any stretch. It's like I think it's um the most like okay episode of the season yeah. that we've gotten. Um because I think the good stuff is really cool. I like I I appreciate so much what they're doing with Mary Jane in this episode and all the women in this episode. I think that they are clearly making like such big attempts. I think that they're making genuine strides too in like this type of superhero media cuz I don't feel yeah. like a lot of other superhero cartoons contemporary were doing it like this. There would be like cartoons where they were there were strong women, but it would still be like one character. Like Superman has Lois Lane and, you know, Batman has Batgirl. Like X-Men right, has like he, Jean Grey falling and dying so constantly. That's what like, I was going like, ask. Like, how, because I didn't watch X-Men. Like, how I mean, did the X-Men show compare? Because it, it, it would be the first show I would think just yeah, based I think on X-Men how vast probably, its cast is. I, I think X Men it has an ensemble of women, so it has Storm and Rogue and Jean Grey and stuff like that. So like and, and Jubilee, Jubilee and everything. Is like so a like a huge part of it, right? So I do think that like X Men probably just in terms of having women doing cool shit, it was doing that before Spider Man for sure, sure in terms of American animation. But I do think that there is a difference with X Men being an ensemble show that of has superheroes. an established <laughs> cast of women superheroes, right? right? And I do think with this show. 
they have they essentially have an excuse to not have met women doing cool things because Spider-Man is their main character and most of his rogues gallery are men. And right. so the fact that this that this show, especially this season in particular, more than any other season, I think has taken great strides to highlight all of the the, the women characters in the yeah. show and not only like like all black of Hat, them all of them all of them like, like anna black watson has a, appeared more in this season yeah. than she has in a long time ever yeah like black cat is an obvious one right like she was always meant to be a superhero so like mm-hmm. you knew that was gonna happen that's not a surprise but even though i like what they did with her for the most part but it is a surprise to be like you know what mary jane is going to take a more active role than she has before and even that's less of a surprise because she's at least like the superhero's girlfriend, so she's going to be more involved. But the fact that they are pulling Deborah and Margaret and Anna Watson and Terry, and Terry Lee, Lee, yep, and like giving and 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 like every week finding new things for them to do and even like as much as i didn't like the partners episode like it was still introducing more female characters Mm -hmm. in that episode and trying to give them something to do even if it failed at it you know like they 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 have really have had made made active attempts to give women different character arcs that they never had before and it like they don't technically have to by default yeah yeah right like none of the stuff with deborah needed to happen they could have written around her and found some other way or some other student or something to do this or had her contribute in some way, but not be there fucking tackling lizard men. But they're sort of like, no, they, they need to have a more prominent role in these stories. And they did it. And I believe that I think that, you know, they have said that much, that much in interviews that like they were, you know, they were trying to highlight black superheroes and they were trying Mm -hmm. to, highlight like women characters and write them better because they've never been written well historically in spider-man cartoons specifically but also like generally in superhero media so you hear that assholes the 90s cartoon you grew up with yeah (laughs) fucking woke guys like obviously (laughs) woke as hell woke af um But yeah, I mean, like, and obviously, you know, we comment on all the problems that it has too. like, it's still only going as far as you could go in 1997. And even then sometimes like missing the mark, but like, I didn't expect to see this extent of them obviously making a concerted effort and sometimes nailing it, um, Mm -hmm. at least what they were trying to do. I, I didn't expect to see it as much as I have this season, especially in an episode like this where it's like you've already got a fucking coliseum full of lizard monsters fighting as gladiators. Like I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that they made this episode like the episode about the women. You know what well, I mean? So I the fact say, that they did it is really cool. I will say I'm glad they did because like I am not necessarily as I, I think it's cool and I think it's neat and I appreciate sort of like the homage that they are are. Um, that they present here with this episode with regards to like the old, old sort of 60, 70 sci-fi and mutants in the sewers and all that sort of stuff. And the lizard people mm-hmm. in the Coliseum and stuff. But like, if this episode didn't have um, the focus and highlight it has on these women and specifically the relationship to these events um, and the yeah. disasters that are all of their boyfriends with, I guess the exception of flash. Um, <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I think this episode really would have been like the most aggressively. Okay. Episode um we've watched in kind of a while because it would have felt yeah. like really not anything spectacular outside of just the note that it is an homage and maybe you know maybe it would have filled out better as like a, a a strict homage or something like that but um that stuff like i appreciate it but it wouldn't have been enough to carry this episode into something that i was like hell yeah you know yeah absolutely yeah absolutely again perfectly fine okay episode but it does yeah. some individually really cool things yeah, that's, totally. I think that's that's the safest way to land on it. <laughs> yeah. 
And then we've only got one left, dude. Yeah, weird. That's I wild. Wish, I really like. I really like the season. I wish it was longer. <laughs> we got through it so. It feels like I know we we do one episode every week. Like the pace has not changed, but it just feels like we got through this so fast. Yeah, it does. I guess it's only yeah. eleven episodes, but still, it feels like we yeah. just started talking about this season. You know, and I like it a lot. It's so good. <laughs> I, don't, I might end up calling this one my favorite season of the show after this conversation. I, and it's not even, I really like the third season a lot. I really, right. really, really do. And it still has like episodes that I love in that season. And it's a, and it's a very cohesive season and everything. Right. Um, but this, this season is just like every episode has been so fucking fun to talk about and to think about and to revisit. And I've been so surprised every single time with how much I liked it. And even with partners, I had fun with tearing apart how awful that one was because it was awful in a really like unique way, you know? Um, so like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something inherently sort of, um, like different about this season. Like there's just something about it that challenges Mm -hmm. sort of even the norms that this, this show itself has established. Um, I mean, we joked, well, I don't even really think we were joking that like last, last week's episode was extremely queer. And then obviously this one focuses like, uh, extremely on women as as the whole season does but like there's something almost inherently queer about this season in the context of this show <laughs> that i think specifically appeals to us you know what i mean yeah you got you got black cat in the tight leather hopping around uh um, got a lot of people in tight leather hopping around actually, blade comes back blade <laughs> you got bisexual punisher. icon terry lee punisher bisexual punisher icon terry lee exactly <laughs> punisher and his like sex fan with his boyfriend mysterio miriam miranda oh my god yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. You know what? And honestly, Felicia's dad, that man is not straight. You saw the handlebar mustache, man? Like yeah, that, no way. that outfit. Come yeah, on. that man is not straight. Come on. The dungeon. <laughs> Come on. The dungeon. <laughs> the dungeon. <laughs> like vampires in general. Whistler who lives <laughs> in the theater and just needs a safe place to come out. Yes, yes. All the vampires, everything vampire related oh, is like queers everything come on. up. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. It, it, it's interesting. You know, before we cover season five, I, I I want and I really want to make the effort to like rewatch the whole season before we go into the final season or rewatch the whole that's, series before we go into the final season. That's um, a good idea. So I might have more clarity on 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 that, but. Um, I definitely get where the impression is that season four might be might be the one uh, to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's not the top favorite, it is a it is at a solid close second place. But, right. Yeah, it's the shit we look for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shit, man. Well, find some other good shit on our Patreon. Hey. Go to patreon.com slash wallpapersnappers. Uh, got lots of fun bonus content there. You know what? I'll plug a specific thing. It's been a while since our first one released, so I don't know if we'll have another one out or not. But we we have started covering the My Adventures with Superman show on there. Dude, um, yeah. It, so glad it we wasn't, did that. Yeah, and it was just like a kind of a, you know, just for fun. It was just sort of like, you know, we haven't done Superman stuff on there, but why not? And we really liked our conversation. We covered the first three episodes as of this recording, but this episode comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, and that show feels like it's coming out very rapidly at super right. speed. So, so there might be one on the next few episodes. <laughs> it depends on, it depends on what our time looks like to record. Right. Cause we did not plan to make it a regular thing, but we've had like good feedback on it. And I think people we noticed had a lot of fun. that we did that. 
So I think we, we will, in some capacity, keep covering that show. So yeah. check out on the Patreon. And, and whether we have one episode or more than one on there remains to be seen, I guess. But you will, there will eventually be more than one. It. I feel confident saying that. If there yeah, isn't absolutely. right now, as you're listening to this, more than one, probably yeah. more than one very soon. Yeah, we are going to continue with it regardless. It's just a matter of when. Um, yeah, we are good at plugs. Also, check out our Discord. Uh, the link is in the show notes for that. If you want to talk about anything, including the Superman show, why the hell not, hey. right? But if you want to find us individually, where can we find you, Doug? You can find me all over the place at Ikibooly, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also listen to me on a podcast called Novel Gaming, where my friend Katie and I catch up on all the books, video games, uh, and sometimes other pop media, pop media, pop culture uh, that we have been consuming lately. You also can check me out on a podcast called Victory Road. It's a Pokemon podcast. What about you, Derek? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale or anywhere on social media. Just uh, find me at either Derek B. Gale or Dare Bear, Mr. Dare Bear, something like that. You can find me on the internet by just Googling me, probably. <laughs> you can also find my podcast, Gimmicks, which looks at the high-concept, experimental, structure-breaking, gimmicky episodes of television uh, with my co-host, David. You can find that, of course, anywhere you get your podcasts or on Twitter and Instagram at GimmicksPod. Also check out a monthly podcast that Doug and I did called Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we watched every Pixar film chronologically. Um, our last episode we did, of course, was on Elemental, which is a movie that like when we recorded it was like, I guess it just unfortunately bombed. And we have a whole conversation about the weird conversations about that. But then since we recorded it, it's like made like a lot of shit shit ton of money and just like kept like on ob- trucking so objectively no longer a box office bomb <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which it's is wild, so weird wild. To say. <laughs> so listen to our episode that now i guess is like very in a very particular time because that's wasn't what was happening when we recorded it i like that uh, about but, it. yeah it's fun uh but you can find that of course of course with all of our other falling with style episodes on the falling with style feed wherever you get your podcasts. It is also all archived on our website with Walloping Web Snappers episodes at wallopingwebsnappers.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all of our podcast platforms. And next week, oh, the season Don't is over. It's over. We only have one episode left with the episode The Prowler. Oh. See you then. See you then.